The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Say, friend, now I don't mean to pry or even assume anything, because Lord knows that'll make an ass out of both of us. But I couldn't help notice you're out here doing what you can, best you can and making your way in the apocalypse without a drink. I hear you. A drink's a high five, a pat on the back. Tastes good, makes you feel good. But out here, you don't want to feel good. You need a real drink that'll clean a wound, tastes like chaos, and a burn that'll teach you all you need to know about how to survive. Well, this shocking beverage will snap you right back into place no matter how many zombies or clicky mushroom people you had to face today or, or how many you lost in the fires when the robots took over. Whatever your scenario, all you need is a shot of Jepson's Malort. With a taste like ground-up mummies and viper piss, this refreshing 70-proof vintage will outlast us all So make friends with the only one that's going to make it out of here alive. Jepson's Malort. The only drink that will still be here. Proud sponsor. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Your official Birdcast of the apocalypse. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to shout. Sorry. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Chad. I am a bird. This is my Birdcast. There, we're all caught up. I hope you're doing all right out there. I don't mean to assume it's everybody. I don't mean to assume you're multiple humans. You could just be a singular human, in which case, hey, bud, how are you doing? You feeling okay? What are you doing right now? Are you like, are you driving? Are you going somewhere? Take your time and don't forget to hydrate. It's also very nice in Chicago. It's like 70 degrees and sunny, so no one's mad. We're all in a great mood. Last night, um, I d- thank you for asking. I did a YouTube stream, Chad Gets Lit, number five. From the Logan Arcade, you know it, you know I love it, and you should love it too. Holy shit, was it fun. And we we got into it. We didn't leave that place until like 3 a.m. So shout outs and spanks to the incredible people. Um, Allison and Nick and Arunas and like Zespi and Dennis. Oh man, the whole gang is there. And Melissa was there briefly. If you don't know who I'm talking about or know what's going on, go to my YouTube right now. Just go. Just stop what you're doing. Go to my YouTube. It's just Chad the Bird. Super easy to find. And uh, check out the video that's on the front page right at this moment that I recorded this. If you're in the future, you shit out of luck. Just kidding. Go to the live tab. Click on that and try to find. um, And find. You don't have to try to. It's right there. It's super easy. Anything that says Chad gets lit. And check it out. Speaking of that, big announcement. First time for everyone. This is the, this is the, because we just got off the phone discussing this. April 20th, babies, 2023. That's, I don't know if you know this, April's the fourth month, and the 20th day of the fourth month is, um, what is that? What is that? Oh, I'm not really good at math. Oh, yeah. It's 420, baby. And I'm going to be live from Logan Arcade, streaming 8 p.m. to midnight central time. The Smoke Show is coming back. Because it only happens once a year. So, yeah, of course it comes back. It's back, baby. 420. Ooh, I have a message. Who could it be? Shut your phone off. We're doing a podcast. I know. Anyway, 
yeah, 420 live on YouTube or at Logan Arcade. If you're in Chicago, come on down. I'll be in the free stage area. You got to check it out. It's going to be the free stage. I'll be in the free play area, which is kind of like a little stage. It's like a little, it looks like you're at a bar in the 70s. Like It looks like a place you could get like a hams in the little corner. It's got this like classic pizza place joint vibe. But yeah, come to the side um, nook and hang out and, uh, you know, stream with me as we celebrate this most glorious of days. So put it on your calendar, and it should be already. 420, Chad Gets Lit, The Smoke Show, live from Logan Arcade. There are the announcements over. If you're not following me on stuff, there's a link tree. Click on it. If you don't have the link, the link is super easy. Linktree.com, link like from Zelda. Tree like the giving tree, uh, slash Chad the Bird, which is me. And you will find all the links to all the things, Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube, Boo, all of this so much. Oh my God, I'm so tired. Anyway, let's get to it. Now you know the announcements. Now you know what to do. So now we're going to do the episode. Once this is over, you should click, you know, thanks or likes or whatever you have to do, subscribes, and uh, let me know that you enjoyed it. You can always email me at thebirdchat at gmail.com. That's where I'm at, babies. Okay, I've said babies twice, which means it's time to get to the show. Um, This last week, I talked about science meets, niche meets cultured meats meats you make in a printer at home someday you could print a steak will it be as good probably not is it going to happen in your lifetime maybe but not yet but i did talk about how it works what it is and the fact that scientists are using mammoth dna to kind of like do a little stunt to prove that you, you they can make a mammoth meatball so this is a story about mammoth balls is what i'm saying delicious frosty <laughs> delicious saucy mammoth balls. I'll get into it, but I, I want to preface this by saying there's something really interesting about the cultured meat thing that I didn't get a chance to talk about because it was I was going too hard and it, ugh, I, I didn't have time. Um, the thing that's interesting about the, the cultured meats is that it's designed to be uh, like an alternative to killing animals for food, which I'm all for, of course, because like um, I am one. And I would prefer to not be eaten. But, like, I'm pink and yellow, so I'm pretty sure that, like, you know, according to nature, brightly colored animals, I'm probably poisonous. Plus, I'm scrawny as fuck. I'm not, there's not going to be good vittles on this one. Maybe liver when I'm, when I'm gone. Because that's a fatty-ass liver. Because I, well, I don't know. Either way, I have been eating a lot of granola. So I'm probably, I think I'd be tasty. I think, but I might, I may be poisonous is what I'm saying. So like just avoid in general. So what you do is you have these, this printed meat that you make synthetically that, you know, mimics like what, well, just need mimic. It like is the thing at a DNA level, at a molecular level, and you can 3D print it now, which is fucking cool. It's just cool. It's not going to replace it because it's too expensive and it's not like great yet, but it might be in the future. We're just getting close to making Star Trek meat, which is cool. That's, that's fucking interesting. But what I think is really fucking interesting about it, thank you for asking, is that when the whole thing is to like replace killing animals and, and like stuff, right? But when you make the synthetic meat, meat has to be exercised and nutrients have to be fed to the meats. So you basically have a little like goo pet 
that you have to stretch out and feed and like, you know, run it on a treadmill a little bit before it's tasty meats. So you're basically making a, like a little gooey nano pet that you're going to murder anyway. So I don't know. I don't know if it's the solution, but it's definitely cool. And you know, I fucking love science. So you're, I had a good time with this one. There is one addendum. Uh, the sound is terrible. And uh, that's my fault. Uh, I didn't do this thing right. I'm sorry. Uh, that's on me. Uh, just, you know, brace yourself. It's a little, uh, it's a little tinny. But I thought the science was interesting enough that we could suffer through it. Anyway, let's go live to me talking about science meat already in progress. I can't promise that you like me Cause you could go downhill promise that you love me, but you probably will. Humans, hear me! I know you're busy, I know you're in the weeds, I hear you. You're slammed, you're swamped, you got just so much going on right now. Your dance card is so full, you couldn't possibly make room for another course because you're just so fucking busy, right? We'll take that order and run it right the fuck back to the kitchen, because you got a brand new healthy heaping helping of your favorite fair feet and food stuff, into a smooth and salty bite with the crispy ends. It's not just a course, it's an experience. And it's 100% organic, neoteric, aromatic, systematic, and simmered in grease lightning. There's so much to taste, <laughs> so much to savor, but how will you know what to have? Lucky for you, you've already ordered, you maniac. You've been here before. Don't act brand new. This menu is one of those pre-fixed, nothing 86, hoity-toity, tablet-joity kind of places. And you're a VIP guest for this sublime, one-of-a-kind, just kidding, it's open 365, 24-7, on a beacon of the highway that you can see for miles that you and I both call science! Oh, yeah, science. You've read the reviews. You heard the words. It's starting to seem like you might want to get a resi, but can you afford it? Well, keep it down so the other guests don't hear he is. But this joint don't just cater to the coastal elites. The higher-ups too borgioji for you and me, neighbor friend, you get me? The thing about science is, it can be expensive and economical. There's a fuck ton to go around, just grab it off the truck, bring it around back, go through the bushes, if you know what I mean. I don't, please help me. I smelled a peach mango bang a little bit ago because I just turned on the news, and after 10 minutes I was like, well, fuck it. But I've never had one before, so it might have been too deep a dive here. I might have to call a professional just a heads up. Y'all are my in case of emergencies now. What were we talking about? JK, you never forget, no matter what tangent you go off because you chugged enough caffeine to make a sloth get a Peloton. Never! It's always in the purview on the radar and watching the floor, making sure we're all getting what we ordered, even in the face of some truly unhinged earth shit we've been dealing with lately. I don't know if you've been outside, but it feels like somebody's changing the channel on the planet with a dad level version. But science always finds a way to come up with a taster's menu of helpful, hopeful, and truly batshit, wild, fucking insane ideas. Sometimes it works. We got jetpacks and VR now, so like the 90s got some shit, right? Sometimes it doesn't work. Sci-fi, for decades, had us convinced that the future would be all video phones, and we have that right now. You can do that. And humanity was like, oh, actually, fuck that. <laughs> and would rather instead entrap me in a fucking text chain wondering when it will end. And sometimes it's so fucking wild, it might work, and it would be insane if it did. 
Back in 1932, Winston Churchill predicted that in 50 years, quote, we shall escape the absurdity of growing a whole chicken in order to eat the breast or wing by growing these parts separately under suitable medium. To which the waiter responded, Sir, this is a Denny's. <laughs> Churchill went on to say that, quote, the new foods will be practically indistinguishable from the natural products on the outset and any changes will be so gradual as to escape observation. He wrote it all down in an essay called 50 Years Hence, which you can find in a book of essays called Thoughts and Adventures. Because they didn't have Twitter back then, people liked the buildup. Nowadays, that little test tube goo burger is a reality. And it goes by a very expensive name, you'd be a little embarrassed to order in public. Cultured Meats. Yeah. Oh no, hold on, it's gonna get way more gross. In 2005, Jason Gavrick, Matheny, Peter Elderman, Doug McFarland, and Vladimir Miranov, you can Google them later, put your phones in, we're at dinner! Published a paper with the mood-killing title, In Vitro Cultured Meat Production, in the journal... In the journal, Tissue Engineering. Yeah, gross. It's not just tracks on Lars Van Trier's spot. It was actually the first modern-day scientific publication about growing your own sci-fi meat. Even though that idea had been kicking around since probably before it had been written down when Winston Churchill had a bathroom moment so hardcore he predicted cell phones. That's true, he did. Then in 2013, Mark Post out of Maastricht University successfully created the first cultured meat patty out of 20,000 thin strands of muscle tissue, which they tested live on TV. The food critic Hannah Rutzler saying of her Cronenberger, quote, There is really a bite to it. There is quite some flavor with the browning. There is quite some intense taste. It's close to me. It's not that juicy, but the consistency is perfect. It's really something to bite, and I think, I think the look is quite similar. Basically, her review was, great, not good. <laughs> Three stars would recommend it in Apocalypse. Between 2011 and 2017, there was a bit of science of meat boom with a bunch of cultured meat startups that had names, like if they weren't trying to be Star Trek steaks, would be like killer fucking metal bands, like Memphis Meats, uh, Super Meat, Higher Steaks, Peace, like peace, like world peace, of meat, Vital Meat. That was my favorite one. Woo! You can go see Vital Meat at the Subterranean. Then in 2019, yeah! then in 2019, the Thwatcher Project was launched in Belgium with the goal of developing cultured foie gras because fucking stop it! It's fucking weird! It's gross! You're killing ducks in a saw trap! What the fuck, humans? Is this your god? So hard are you hamming on MacBook McChicken and 3D printed pork that you even managed to test it in space. In 2019, Olive Farms collaborated with 3D bioprinting solutions to culture meat on the International Space Station. This was done by excreting meat cells on a scaffolding using a 3D printer, basically printing your kebabs, making your label maker fucking jealous. March 28, 2023. An Australian cultured meat startup that went the opposite way and went with a name that sounds like a very loud Christian rock band, Vow, has announced that they have created lab-grown meatballs made from rejiggered woolly mammoth DNA. In a move. 
that woke Jeff Goldblum from his sauna. Val, quote, focused on a protein present in mammals called myoglobin that gives me this texture, color, and taste. And then they identified the DNA sequence for the mammoth version of this in a publicly available genome database. And then they, quote, filled in the gaps in the mammoth myoglobin DNA sequencing using information from the genome of an African elephant. The scientists inserted synthesized genes into a sheep muscle cell, which was then cultured or grown in a lab, and then because science, they were able to produce about 400 grams of mammoth meat. Right? Basically taking the idea of Minecrafting man with you. And then they added a dose of mad science fuckery. Quote, from a genomic point of view, it's only one gene amongst all the other sheep genes that is the mammoth. It's one gene out of 25,000. End quote. Also, he went on to say, but you can really taste the mammoth. <laughs> now, is the clone patty going to be the new hotness at Culver's? No, probably not. At least for a while. Don't get excited. You can still snack on the rest of us in the kingdom with abandon because we haven't invented contracts and money yet. <laughs> Normally, we would taste our products and play around with them. But we were hesitant to immediately try and taste because we're talking about a protein that hasn't existed for 5,000 years. I've got no idea what the potential allergy might be of this particular protein, says Chief Scientific Officer James Rael. And then he went on to say, that's one of the reasons why we're not offering this as a product. It's not going to go for sale because we have no idea about the safety protocol of this particular product. Because, yeah, nobody's testing little Stephanie for a fucking woolly mammoth allergy these days. They got no idea. It could fuck up your guts. It could be delicious. My money's on delicious because I don't know if you've been outside, but have you seen a lot of woolly fucking mammoths running around lately? <laughs> now, where did they get the leftover Pleistocene jerky, you ask? Haven't you heard? That shit's available in permafrost all over Russia. So, so fresh, you still got juice in them. You just pop a straw in there, grab a sip, throw it in the old science machine, give it a twirl, and bam! Mammoth boyonnaise, hot and ready, and not made for human consumption. But if you just gotta know what mammoth tastes like, ask Love Dalin a professor of evolutionary genomics at Stockholm University Center for Paleogenetics. Because once during a field trip to the Yana River in Siberia in 2012, Dolan said he tried a small piece of frozen meat taken from a partial carcass of a baby mammoth. And when he asked if he would try the Australian mammoth meatball, he said, quote, without a doubt, I would love to try this. It cannot possibly taste worse than real mammoth meat. So there you go. Mammoth is fine as long as it's fresh. Do not refrigerate for over 5,000 years. Now, all this experimental big macking has been done because, well, humans, you eat a fuck ton of meat, and that affects the climate. And granted, making future Chuck, by the way, a new company called it. Who's in? It's not going to solve the real problem. In order to do that, you got to invest in diverse, regional, sustainable agriculture. But it's not as much fun as niche meat. But I get it. Whatever you can do to chill out a little will not go unnoticed when you finally biff it and the eagles take over. Not saying I know shit, but I'm just saying in the circles I fly in, shit is known. Either way, it's fucking wild and it would be insane if it worked. And it's even more insane that you live on a planet where you got the future goods to bring your own meat. Even if it's fucking hilarious, it's fucking fascinating. And all those flavors are available in the assortment pack of tangy, tangible types of the Freezy Pop we crave and call Science! 
Special thanks to the Barrera Kudos for the kick-ass song, Promises. Special thanks to me for biffing that recording. You're welcome, me. Fucking you just know what to say. I love you. I love you, too. You should always love yourself. Thank you to Jepson's Malort for sponsoring me. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to the Gas and Guzzle for being there last night, checking in on the stream. Holy shit, was that fun. And, uh, yeah, get ready. 420, Chad Gets Lit, The Smoke Show, live from Logan Arcade at 8 p.m. Central. Get down there if you live in the area. Jump on YouTube if you don't, because you're going to have a fucking time. I promise. Because you're going to have a good time. Speaking of a good time, we had too much of a good time last night on the stream, and I'm ready to take a nap, so I'm going to go take care of that, and you should too. Whew. Plus, I'm hungry after all that conversation about synthetic meats. But I'm not going to eat any meat, because I don't do that. I'll do a soy dog, though. Ooh, they have soy dogs at Logan Arcade. Maybe I'll go... go I should go there. Yeah, I'm going to go there. Oh, fuck, here we go again! Nailed it!